It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, and he's Blake Stark, and we're here for an unbelievably weird episode of Locked on Mizzou. Yes, your usual five days a week of partisan Missouri Tiger football and basketball talk, but unfortunately, there is no literal basketball to talk about right now. Missouri was scheduled to play against Texas A&M. Heck, I even previewed it. I even did a whole conference tournament preview. I sure hope you guys enjoyed that episode because, boy, two days later, that thing is completely irrelevant. Blake? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Um, I was having some, just some severe like. Uh, I'm having FOMO right yeah, now. Yeah, the FOMO, just fear of missing out of all, all of basketball. Of yeah, I was at yeah after work. I was at a happy hour thing, and they had you know the Big East was playing, so I was watching Butler and uh, Xavier play each other on the TV. Two Nothing teams. wrong with that game, by the way. Two teams we played. Yeah, yeah, yeah two teams that I actually. Well, I saw I saw Butler in person, and then I obviously watched the game, Xavier game on TV. But they're up there, they're out there playing. And they're playing in a place. I mean, they play in New York City, which right is is as hard to hit by as sure. this thing. Well, they right get now. tons of people from international international right. travelers. Makes sense, right? But those guys get yeah. those guys have to play because they're in a conference with no football, and right. that's all the money that the Big East has. That's is, is funny. A tournament. That's funny. But it, just, it was just weird to me that during the day they had already chopped off. The, there's nothing after that. So there's, I guess they're playing for a tournament title, but there's there's no, you know, there's no NCAA tournament bid on the line. So it's like these these teams are finishing out these conference tournaments right. with well they did eventually no, cancel no the line. Big East right I saw did they? I, I, they did because I saw St John's was canceled yesterday and okay. so I think it all ended up getting canceled but you know we so got it's kind of like the Cardinal spring break Cardinal spring training game yesterday they were the only team playing and when they shut down spring training and they shut down but the Cardinals had already started. So they let them play. And I, I watched the spring training game like it was Game Seven of the World Series. Right, that's like a starving man or a, a guy dying of thirst, trying to squeeze every drop. Because who knows if we're going to see baseball again? Yeah, no, it, absolutely. We, there's a lot of unknowns right now. That's for sure. And well, we're going to talk a lot about the COVID nineteen thing, the cancellations, and also I do want to touch a little bit about Michael Porter Jr.'s diet, as we've talked about before. And you know what? I think Blake and I might take a bit of a victory lap there, but. But first, before we get to all that, you know, I, I do want to talk specifically about this whole COVID-19 thing. And it just seems to me, you know, my day job, I guess you could say, I, I'm sort of a stock guy, a day trader. And not to sound like an economist here, but but here goes. I think one of the problems here is we don't have enough individual choice here for what people want to do. I think there's a little bit too much of a, from from municipalities especially, saying, okay, no events over a thousand people, and you know, of course, a thousand people. What a nice round number, right? And and to me, I guess here's the example I'm going to make. I'm going to go back a little bit here. Remember when Dale Senior died, Daytona, about 20 years ago? I know you're not a big NASCAR guy, but we all remember that. Remember the so, wall, right? He basically goes in the wall, dies. All right. Well, what did NASCAR do? They ended up making those hard concrete walls giveable. And they also mandated a Hans device be put around everybody's necks. Okay? Well, you know what? If safety is first, and safety is the most important thing in the world, then technically every single car in America should have a Hans device. And we should all be wearing fire suits. And we should all be wearing helmets. But we don't do that. 
You know why? Because we've decided, most of us individually, I'm sure all of you don't wear fire suits and helmets in your cars. So obviously we've all individually decided, despite the fact that it would obviously be safer to do so, that the cost of putting all that crap on and messing up your hair and doing whatever it is and the cost of actually putting in a Hans device is not worth it. Now, what I'm saying to you is it didn't... I'm trying to choose my words very carefully here. What I'm trying to say is, you know, I don't think it was that crazy to play these games, the NCAA tournament, without any fans. I really didn't because... When you think about fans, they're coming from all over the place. You can't screen them. You don't know anything. All right? But here's what we know about college basketball players. They're young. They're healthy. They have excellent lung capacity. And you know what's going on with all your 12 guys, right? So to me, I think we could have easily still played these games with nobody in them. And that would have still seemed like a, a really big reaction, but maybe appropriate. What are your thoughts, Blake? I know I just I threw out a big monologue there. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, I was getting a bit of a laugh over here trying to, <laughs> trying to picture me me like getting in my in my truck and putting on a fire suit and the Hans device when I'm a guy that wears my seatbelt. <laughs> I'd say never from my <laughs> yeah, experience with yeah, you. Yeah, Not I, it's, infrequently. We'll I was going to say, say when, when Blake rides with me, it's always going <laughs> ding. Yeah. I'm like, Blake, Blake, yeah. you got to help me out, buddy. It's never yeah, going to stop dinging. It's never going to stop. Yeah, yeah, that happens. <laughs> but, but anyway. Yeah, so get to your point. Um, I think the most dangerous part of you know of having sporting events or, or big gatherings is, like you said, the, the crowd is sort of an uncontrollable factor because you don't know where these people are coming from, and you're taking – you know, people from a potentially infected population sure. and, and bringing them into a place and in contact with people that may not have had another source of contamination. Right. So that's that's exposing different – and then they can go back to where they came from and then they're spreading it around. So that's that makes sense to me somewhat. But, I mean, like I would tell you, even if we did have crowds, I th- it would have still made sense to me, for instance, if Sister Jean would have not wanted to come at being 96 years right. old or whatever she is. You know, I think it's okay. Obviously, it's more than okay for people to use their own judgment and be like, well, maybe I don't want to do this. Quite frankly, I was going to – I was supposed to be in Chicago right now, but I ended up canceling my trip because of this whole deal and because honestly i was able to get 100 percent of my money back so i was like oh screw it i was basically just kind of going up there by myself for a film festival wasn't that big of a deal but honestly if i was meeting like a friend or two i hadn't seen for a few years i would have just gone anyway and chanced it so so i think it's okay to let people use their own judgment well, yeah, I mean, but, for example I, mean, I, I have my brother's wedding is in is in yep, april and, which i'm going to be yeah, attending as well in as mexico if, I mean, uh, yeah if they let me go i'm going i'm not uh, absolutely i'm not missing this i'm uh, going too. you know yeah, as long absolutely. as as long as travel is still yep. going and all that stuff i mean I, i'm about to go there right now and just wait so i don't sure. miss out on this thing because <laughs> yeah, i need right? i need my beach time um i wonder if they'd extend my uh, all-inclusive package gradually <laughs> for the next two weeks <laughs> that'd be nice <laughs> um no but as you were saying like the the athletes coming in i don't i don't think the safety of the athletes is a huge deal like you said they're they're prime physical specimens um and also you know i don't know that there were a whole lot of groups of people whose activities and locations and proximity to things is as well monitored as uh, you know a college basketball team right you know these guys live they, they live in the same place they the coach they coach checks in with them all day they you know they're not you know they're not Missouri's. Uh, nobody on the Missouri basketball team went to that nursing home in Washington. Right, you know, Ground Zero. Exactly. You know, where so we, we most just, of the deaths have right. taken place. So right? we just yeah. know where they've been, and you know these guys are obviously monitored. I mean, you have guys missing games for you know cold symptoms and stuff all the time. Sure. You know, so these guys, if there's anything off, that that will show in practice, and so 
you're not going to have sick people playing against each other. Right. And, you know, I guess we've seen there is one player is confirmed with the Utah Jazz has COVID-19, Rudy Gobert. I think Donovan Mitchell is. Well, yeah, it too. he was uh, he didn't come out and say it, but Adrian Wojnarowski yeah. came out and just outed him essentially yeah. as having COVID-19, which I thought was kind of interesting. And actually, you know what? So Let, for, let's so talk about hippo. that. I was going to say, let's talk about that and, and more of this after the break. But first, you know what? If you don't feel like leaving your house to get food, maybe maybe the grocery store is not coming through for you. Hey, I have an idea, especially if you're in the O'Fallon area. Why don't you send out for Monocle's Pizza? Hey, how about that? Yeah, that we know. We know for a fact. I've seen it up close in person. We know they handle their food with care, so don't worry about that. Yes, get some of that famous thin crust and get $5 off that large specialty pizza when you mention Locked On or use the online promo code Locked On. Limit one per customer. That's dine-in, or more importantly in this time, obviously, carry out, get it delivered through the Monocles app or at monocles.com, or of course you can get it through Grubhub as well. So yes, indeed, go over, see my friends over on 1224 Highway K and O'Fallon. Give them a call, 636-980-1212. Again, that promo code for $5 off a large specialty pizza is... Locked on. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So anyway, before before the break there, Blake, we were getting toward the Donovan Mitchell thing. I just found that a little bit suspect that Woj would put out Donovan Mitchell's name like that. It's, to me, that's private health information, is it not? I mean, I don't know if the league tested him or what, but to me it would be it'd be fine for Woj to say, oh, another player on the Jazz is tested positive. That I would have been fine with. That's newsworthy. But to put Donovan Mitchell's actual name on it, uh, I don't see how that actually helps anyone or the situation or is really that newsworthy, to be honest with you, other than just, you know, for clicks, I guess. I, I don't know. He's a big name, so I right. guess that's that's a part of it. I mean, he's an all-star caliber player, so that's part of it. But I don't know. To me, that didn't sit well with me. How about you? No, I um, I think, you know, Woj probably there committed – that's a, um, I think, a breach of probably journalistic ethics. He didn't need to do that. There was clearly a, a HIPAA violation somewhere. You know, the, the sure. Well, the I chain guess of evidence I guess he doesn't take. I guess uh, he never took the he, Hippocratic oath, well, right? He, but he doesn't. But but so still, somebody else did to leak that. And then, like true. You said, and the name's I just think it's but, unethical as yeah, a journalist yeah, personally. Agree. But yeah, are we, sure, are we sure that wasn't the that wasn't Troop Lover Barry <laughs> posting that? You know, Barry that the. You know what I'm talking about? No, I retweet I'm sorry. the guy all the time. Oh, uh, the the uh, Barry Cochner. Yeah, or Barry Cochner. Yeah, yeah, the guy who uh, loves Tom Brady <laughs> yeah. like you do. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I agree. That's um, and this this whole. I mean, we could you and I especially could probably launch into a whole, you know, four hour con- <laughs> four hour uh, you know discussion about you know individual rights and your privacy and all that stuff. Sure. And people would would say that it's you know maybe it's maybe. Maybe it's safer to have that information out there so people don't bump into Donovan Mitchell and whatever. But you'd say you can't. You're almost turning him into a pariah at a certain right. point, but too, you, if you do that. Right, and you can't, you can't strip that stuff away just because right now this thing is scary. Because you know, if, you, if you take those, those 
privacy protections away, right. they don't come back. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and sort of to that point, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry about that. Um, I was just thinking you know, about the idea of making Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell possibly into pariahs or, or lepers almost. It sort of reminded me of how Carl Malone reacted when back when Magic Johnson was diagnosed with HIV and Carl Malone was basically like, yeah, I don't know if I want to play with that guy, you know, that sort of thing. Now, obviously, that was out of a place of fear and ignorance, and eventually Malone did end up playing against Magic, and it was no big deal or whatever. But my whole point is, is back to that era, we started this rule where anytime a player would get a cut or any kind of visible blood or anything, we stop the game and then stop the cut. I just think it's interesting. We've kind of now learned that, well, the odds of you actually infecting HIV or getting infected with HIV from that are, are essentially nil. And yet here we are some 30 years later and we're still doing, still enforcing that rule. I'm just now wondering what kind of rules are we going to put in for COVID-19 that are going to sort of be unnecessary but end up end up uh, hanging around too long anyway. Just just a random thought there. But. There's going to be you know there's going to be like a little buffer, little red tape area around everyone's locker, so right. you can't put your hands on anything that exactly. anyone else ever touches or touch the same doorknobs. I mean, but what about Rudy Gobert? Just make just that press conference, <laughs> just, just making an absolute butt. ass out of himself, yeah. and then meet, like two days later. Karma cookies completely, and got, completely backed off. Yeah. Oh no, he just you know was acting like making fun of it and rubbing his hands all over the mic and everything. Oh, I know. And, and then he just then, then he's, he the, he's the one right? that gets yeah, it. Right. Well, he gets the di- diagnosis with it two days later. Like. Oh, see, I thought he already did have the diagnosis at that point. I didn't think so. I think that was like two days before. I thought. <laughs> okay, maybe like, you're right. Insta karma cookies just got cashed in on him. See, and, I thought he already did know he had the virus and was like touching the microphones just to mess with everybody. But maybe, I don't know. We'll, we'll fa- somebody can uh, correct me there if I'm wrong for sure. But anyway, another COVID-19 thing I thought was funny. Kansas ranked number one in Ken Palm. Apparently some of their fans think that they should be uh, awarded the mythical national title. All I got to say for that is very on brand, Kansas, to think that you right. deserve something that you didn't actually earn. Good for you guys. No, keep celebrating those like 19, 22, and 23 titles for me instead. But you're not getting the, the 2020 title. Sorry, that's definitely not happening. Well, they're looking at it as, as a missed opportunity. Like they think <laughs> they were going to just walk right to it. Sure. I'm looking at it as a missed opportunity for a devastating upset that I would enjoy spitefully that's from, right. from TV. Yes, and, and the then, odds were more in favor of that. Let's oh, be yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. They're, they're the best at that. Sure. No one's better at, at running into the, absolutely you know, running into an eight seed and getting just jumped by. I mean, it, I wait for it, you know. And like, as a guy who's never picked Kansas to win a single game in the NCAA. <laughs> Good for you. It means I've picked some, some winners, though, like Bucknell, Northern Iowa, Bradley. Absolutely. I picked all those. Good for you, man. That had to be them. had to be doubly special for you, without a doubt. But you know what wasn't special for you? I'm sure. I know you had tickets to the XFL this weekend, and my God, this might be <sighs> the end of the league now. I mean, that's the brutal thing about this. You know, I don't know if it was the right decision to, to, to you know, I'm not even questioning the decision at this point. I'm just mostly pointing out that, oh, what a horrible, horrible break for the Battle Hawks, especially because to me they were the. From what I can tell, they're the one franchise that doesn't have an NFL team in that city, and they're by far the biggest success, at least at Live Gate, that I could see. I'm just bummed out for the for the Battle Hawks and their fans, to be honest. Their fledgling fan base. Yeah, and it is a fledgling fan base, but I think it was starting to you know starting to solidify, and people were starting to really identify with the team. And I think the team had done everything right to to kind of tie itself to you know St. Louis. They've been active in the community and um, you know public service and just being out there. It helped that a couple of Mizzou guys are on the team. Sure, 
you know, Ladainian Washington had a, a real good game last week. Yep. Um, Marcus Lucas as well. Yeah, Marcus Lucas yep. is there too. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah, I think they were expecting to have fifty something thousand fans in the in the dome. Wow. Twenty first, like cause they opened up stairs and it was going to be this was going to be like the all time XFL attendance record that would probably stand for a while. Yeah. Um, and it seemed even like last week we were played. You know the. I'm using we because I'm a, a proud member of Cawcaw Nation. I'm all, I'm all in <laughs> on this Battlehawks thing if it's still around. Um, if not, I'll still wear my hat and my shirt with pride and remember the good old days. Right. But the D.C. game last week, has, that was a pretty good crowd, pretty good raucous crowd. They had that cool beer snake that they built out of all the – did you see that? I did, yeah. yeah that went like, about uh, went all, 50 rows or yeah, something, 100 whole, rows. Yeah, it, it was crazy. It seemed to me like people just in general around this league were – the fans like – they're enjoying we're embracing themselves. It and yeah. Everybody's definitely, enjoying it. Definitely embracing themselves, embracing the, the party atmosphere, yeah, that kind of deal. Not taking it as seriously as, you know, it's like, right. you know, somebody doesn't, it's not Pittsburgh, Life or Cleveland, death. where, you know, right. brothers yeah. are fighting each other. You're right. There is kind of a different uh, yeah, vibe to it. Yeah, for it's sure. just more, you know, collegiate. It's like, hey, we're just here to enjoy some football, that yeah, kind of deal. The whole but, thing yeah. just kind of seemed like it was low stakes, but, but people really enjoyed themselves and it just started to started to feel that way. And I, I like the broadcasting, too, with just a little more access. and Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole thing just it seemed cool, and it seemed like it was. I, I think that I mean I've seen some stuff that it's not dead yet, like they're planning on having next year. But I do think they could they could make it if they have an opportunity to to do it again next year. I think obviously you're going to keep your your St. Louis team, sure, but they need to get a te- they need to get the teams like out of L. A. Like, Got to get move that team to San Diego immediately. San Diego, something. I mean, like or, you know, put a team in San Antonio, right? Exactly. Put a team, there there are a lot of there are a lot of big markets yes. that maybe aren't your New York and your L. A. But right. New York and L. A. I mean, so what? They're going to you know, put a whatever. team in Nashville. Yeah. Or not Nashville, Memphis. Sorry. Yeah. I was thinking the other Tennessee team. Right. Yeah. Memphis. But yeah. They're, yeah they're, all, they're all kinds of, or, or, yeah. you know, put the, put the Tampa Bay team in Orlando. Right. You know, places exactly. where they don't have. Perfect. Yeah. Where they have other sports franchises, but not the NFL. Yeah. Right. Portland. A, you know, there's no reason to compete directly for, for that money with right. those fans. Right. You know, well. I will take any chance I can get to talk about the wrestling business, and I just realized there's a tie-in here to the XFL, so we'll talk about that after the break. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, obviously, a big part of if the XFL, really the number one part if the XFL is going to be back next year or not, I'm not sure how long their TV deal is if it goes beyond this season, but basically it's going to be up to Vince McMahon at the end of the day, the owner of World Wrestling Entertainment. He's the guy who's back in this whole thing. It's his dream, obviously, his baby. If he still hangs in there for another year, it can still happen, obviously. And for as much money as he's put into it and time, and the, but he, I think if I had to guess, I'd say he probably will try to bring it back for one more year. It might be tough, but what I will say is the COVID-19 is not done affecting him and his bottom line either because guess what? WrestleMania is coming up in about a month's time here. It's scheduled for a month. supposed to be in Tampa in Raymond James Stadium. Well... There's kind of like a, a staring contest between Vince and the city right now because the economics of this are, well, if he cancels it before the city does, he's basically going to have to eat all that money. But if the city cancels it, 
then suddenly he can make an insurance claim. So, you know, it's going to be interesting here to see if, if WrestleMania actually comes off, if it gets canceled. I mean, all of this can affect the WWE's bottom line, and obviously that stock has taken a big hit from its all-time highs. It was at, you know, $75, $80. It's down to 45 now. I don't know, just a lot. There's a lot of interesting push and pull there, a lot of interesting business stuff there if you're into the XFL or just business in general. So, I think there are definitely enough positive indicators and signs, and I think – he had to be as happy as he could have been with like the general nationwide acceptance and, sure. and embracing of the of the XFL. So and the football's been a pretty good, you know, yeah. it's been a solid product. Yeah, um, some of the coaches are not too gimmicky. Yeah, um, none been, of the stuff that they messed up last time, right. honestly, by like you know, oh, we're gonna go into the cheerleaders' locker right. rooms and have like uh, you know Jesse Ventura be on commentary and that kind of stuff. Just stuff that football fans weren't wanting. Right, they didn't make it a. It wasn't a caricature of football. Was it like, yeah, it, it was wasn't like a, wrestling light or something. Yeah, it was just it wasn't a caricature of football. It was just more accessible football. Really, yeah, it was kind of how they definitely kind of how they did that. So yeah, hopefully you know, and, and this maybe give them opportunity to to tweak the structure of the league a little bit, like we talked about, maybe some franchises moving around or 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 whatever. So right, um, maybe they can figure figure out what you're supposed to do on those extra points. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. We'll finally get the math right, right. there, right? They can, they can Feels like, yeah, coaches are just kind of randomly they can throwing those around. Everybody needs a sheet for that. We need a chart. Yeah, yeah. we got to have, have that Gary Pinkle chart for the XFL for sure. But you know what? Just to finish this thing out, you know, Blake and I have wondered a few times in this space if if the porters in their, their vegan diet had maybe something to do with their frequency of uh, soft tissue injuries, especially knee injuries. And, well, it's interesting to note that Michael Porter had been a vegan his whole life, essentially, until a couple years ago when, after being drafted by the Nuggets, him and some of his teammates were out, and he smelled bacon, and, oh, the siren song of bacon. He couldn't resist, tried some, and, well, he's been having a little bit of meat here and there, and according to his trainers, he was finally able to put on, you know, 10, 15 pounds of muscle by starting to incorporate some meat and just, you know, better nutrition with the vegan style, and, well, basically, long story short, Blake, Seems like we might have been right about that one. It seems like there may be some truth to that. Yeah. Um, the trainer goes on into talking about how all the workouts and stuff they were doing, and he was just un- unable to add good weight. Right. They were frustrated with his gains. Yep. And then he's you – know, this is after the, the bacon – smell the bacon sure. breaks through the through the wall. But did this kid never, like, stay over at a friend's house on, a, like, a Saturday night and be woken up by, like, dad making breakfast? Or I mean, how could you avoid the smell of bacon for – for 19 years like how maybe he i mean surely he had smelled it before but perhaps just he couldn't take it anymore that day and he was far, he was far it. enough away he knew he didn't have to go home and mom wasn't going to smell the bacon on his breath yeah. i was going to say apparently <laughs> his sister who lives with him refuses to cook any of the uh, meat for him so maybe uh he was far enough away from sierra and yeah the mom and dad so <laughs> but apparently put on like 13 pounds of muscle yeah like, good good weight obviously right away and, and if you, and you just think well if you're in. if you need that if you need that meat that protein to actually grow muscle and to get your muscles stronger it it makes sense to me you know again i'm not a doctor but that you would need that to strengthen your tendons as well and just you know other parts of your body so i don't know maybe that's just me Maybe I'm just a kook bag, but you know what? I think this has uh, been a pretty fun show considering the circumstances. I kind of want to know Blake. about Jonte's. I don't know. Is Jonte I, meet? I actually do, too, because I've heard other people say they've they've seen Jonte in person, and he looks pretty gaunt, quite honestly. So he might need to put on some some of that meat weight as well. Some Memphis-style barbecue. It's, you know, it's there you go. Probably, 
second best barbecue. I'll say second. We'll give them that. <laughs> we'll give them that. So anyway, you know what? I guess. Gosh, I guess maybe Monday we'll have to be back with. Uh, should we get a flash? Get these flashbacks going? We're already into flashback yeah. season. It's it's second week of March. My goodness. But anyway, well, before we get, before I get out of here, I do have to remind you guys check out our buddies over at Locked On NFL Draft. Assuming the draft still happens, but whether it does or not. Those guys will have all your draft takes for you regardless. So until next time, we'll see you Monday right here on Locked on Mizzou. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.